0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, this year, very few
1: speeches in the Parliament have triggered such outrage uh, the way that our guest today has. It was a speech condemned as provocative, racist, bigoted and vile by his parliamentary opponents. It was slammed as a speech belittling Australians, dividing the nation, and with reference to the phrase, final solution, in the immigration issue, he was pilloried as using the language the Nazis used, justifying the extermination of the Jews in the Holocaust. Well, it was one of the most focused attacks on a politician in recent memory reminiscent of the attacks on Pauline Hanson in her maiden speech back in the mid-1990s. Well, our opportunity today to reflect on the political character of Senator Fraser Anning, who is with us in the studio today. Uh, Fraser Anning, a special welcome along to 2020.
2: Yeah, thanks very much, uh, Neil. Great to be here with you.
1: Fraser, uh, let's start with perhaps what might be an opportunity for you to clear the air On the use of that terminology, the final solution, in your maiden speech, you ruffled so many feathers. uh, Even listeners to this program, some of Mm -hmm. them will have been outraged uh, by the idea that Mm -hmm. you might, in a parliamentary speech, use those words, final solution. Uh, Let me hear your side of the story.
2: Yeah, sure, Neil. Um, No one needed to be outraged if they'd read the speech rather than reading the newspapers they uh, would have seen that it was um, used in uh, conjunction with uh, a plebiscite, uh, calling for a plebiscite on uh, not just how many people come here but uh, who comes here. Uh, what a lot of people don't know probably, Neil, is that uh, over the last uh, 11 years, 22 different politicians have used exactly the same two words in their speeches and not once did we have tears or hugging and kissing down in the, uh, in the Hall of Tears there, the lower house. Uh, Everyone seemed to be able to uh, put up with the fact. Uh, I think uh, what was going on was that uh, somebody decided they'd make a little bit of uh, mileage out of it, some uh, entrepreneurial um, media personality, and uh, Trump uh, Turnbull, I should say, jumped on it because he was in all sorts of trouble with his reef gate uh, and other problems that we saw. Uh, So, yeah, the final solution, those two words taken out of context... Um, you know, as I said, 22 other politicians have done it and no one seemed to get upset.
1: So the question comes, uh, Senator Anning, did you include those words in your speech intentionally or was that an accident?
2: Totally. Uh, never intentionally. It was uh, two words that we use in everyday language. It's, it's, uh, it's the English language. People use it every day. And uh, somebody was telling me in their warehouse, their warehouse supervisor uses it pretty much every day, you know, in what's the, what's the final solution. So um, it's Australia. We have the right to say anything we like. Um, if people want to take things out of uh, context that's entirely up to them. They can be as offended as they like. It doesn't really worry me.
1: Now, it wasn't just those on the left side of politics who were your biggest accusers. Mm -hmm. It sounded like, if you were watching any mainstream media, that everyone was your enemy, including Mm -hmm. the then Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, who was appalled Mm -hmm. and called you a racist as Mm -hmm. a result of that. Uh, What's it like to be in the Parliament and you have no friends?
2: Uh, well, that's not the case. I had plenty there who were backing me, and uh, what Turnbull said wouldn't worry me at all. He's a complete idiot, um, you know, and a traitor to his own party. Um, he was a wolf in sheep's clothing and um, led them to, way to the left. Uh, the rest of the people in the parliament, then it's up to them if they if they take offence at those sort of things. But uh, I can't see any reason that they needed to. But um, that's that's entirely up to them. I know the only person
1: on your side uh, was your boss, uh, Bob Catter, uh, Mm -hmm. who, with all of the other uh, comments that were being made on every other side of politics, uh, putting you down with every uh, word you can imagine and perhaps ones we couldn't even mention here. uh, But he said your speech was solid gold and Mm -hmm. he was endorsing it Mm a 1,000%. When you find yourself... Uh, on the receiving end, of the sort of attack that you've been on the receiving end, uh, how important is it for for someone like yourself uh, to have your boss come out and uh, put his own neck on the line? Because uh, no doubt uh, he would have received all sorts of criticisms as well. How important is it to have that sort of support coming from your own boss?
2: Yeah, well, um, Bob's a good guy. Uh, he's fought hard for the Queensland people and Australian people. And unlike a lot of people, he, he actually read the speech so, uh, and didn't find anything offensive in it, uh, as there, there was nothing offensive in the speech as far as I'm concerned. Um, so he, he, uh, he backed it 100%, which is good, you know, which is what I'd have hoped for
1: little bit of a backhander, though, because Bob, in his defence of you, he said, hey, don't be too hard on this guy. Uh, grew up on the land. I think you worked in some mining background as well. Uh, he said uh, he didn't go to university. Uh, in some sense, a little bit of a backhander, maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about that sort of uh, criticism?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, Bob's misled there. I, um, I was reading about the... Uh uh, holocaust which you know everyone was talking about you know, when i was 15 year old and uh, uh you know i've read quite extensively since then so um no i didn't go to university but uh i've met a lot of people that uh, haven't done much after they've come out of university either i've done a lot more than a lot of them have i guess i've run hotels and i've been in the uh, aircraft manufacturing industry and the aviation industry and as you said in construction so um and you know, i've had a bit of a you know university of hard knocks i suppose
1: did anyone pick up on the contradiction that happened on that day when you used those words final solution because you were using those words final solution in talking about muslim immigration mm-hmm. uh, am i right there mm-hmm. uh, and yet the words final solution were Developed and used by the Nazis when talking about the Holocaust and the extermination of the Jews mm-hmm. uh, I have in my hot little hand here uh, something that you may or may not have seen on that is a photograph of a element of uh, Hitler's Panzer divisions uh, in Eastern Europe mm-hmm. and uh, it's a photograph of Nazi soldiers kneeling down, praying to Mecca or praying towards Mecca. Mm -hmm. And what seems to be little known is this idea that uh, out of the panzer divisions that Hitler had developed, either one or two of those were predominantly Muslim divisions because... The idea of uh, Muslims and Nazis, people don't often put this together, but uh, this hatred of the Jews Mm -hmm. is something that goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. This contradiction that happened on that day, while you're talking about holding back Muslims, uh, you've got the rest of the whole parliament, uh, not only on the conservative side but on the progressive side, everyone in the parliament is defending the Muslims, and yet your final solution comment was about defending the Jews
2: and the Christians. By the way, you know, I mean they—the uh, Muslims—are persecuting both, uh, you know, the, the Jewish people and the Christians. Uh, uh, so um, the hypocrisy of the whole thing. By the way, the people who condemned me that day, Neil, they're the same people—the Liberal, the Labor, and the Greens—who every time I bring a motion regarding stop funding the Palestinian Authority, who pay. Um, Palestinians to slaughter Israelis, innocent people, every time I bring a motion like that, they they all vote against it so um and then they get up in arms about what I said out of context again. so uh, <coughs> the also they uh, when I bring up uh, when I put a motion regarding abortion for in, for instance, um, again labor liberals and a lot of the liberals and greens vote against that so uh i don't know where their moral compasses are, but uh, you know they um, they condemn me for the the two words taken out of context, and yet they vote against sending forty three point eight million dollars this year that uh, we send to the Palestinian Authority who use it as pay to slay a program where they have four hundred and three million dollars, mainly um, you know foreign aid, and they reward uh, uh Palestinian terrorists for killing women and children. So uh, these are the same people who thought I spoke out of turn. So they're pretty hypocritical.
1: Although, as I understand it, Julie Bishop, when she was the foreign minister, did, in fact, put a stop to some of that funding. But are you saying that the funding is still continuing to uh, the Palestinian Authority?
2: Absolutely. The $10 million she took off because of that motion that I brought, two days after that she, she took $10 million out. And then she just gave it to the United Nations, who used it through UNRWA, and they, the Palestinians still got the same money. So the same money is still going there from Australian taxpayers. And I've been saying stop funding these people. Uh, uh, mostly, Most of our foreign aid we should not be sending away. We should be looking after Australian people before we're looking after foreigners, like uh, $365 million recently to Indonesia. Uh, Indonesia then uh, spent 400 million buying eight Apache attack helicopters. Now if you can spend 400 million on attack helicopters, you don't need our money to clean up your own backyard.
1: Okay, let's talk about uh, immigration for a few moments and mm-hmm. uh, we raise the issue that you've got concerns about Muslims and a lot of the criticisms you get are because of your views on Muslims. In fact, you're actually calling for a complete end. Uh, to Muslims coming to Australia, uh, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong there, but uh, but isn't that a little extreme?
2: No, no. <clears throat> the only thing that's extreme are the the Muslim tactics, and uh, they're the greatest threat to Western civilization now. Um, we've seen what they've done in United Kingdom, in uh, in France, and in Germany, and other countries they've gone to. Um, they come in as you know peacefully, and then eventually, as their numbers grow they they become more militant. Uh, they build their mosques, they train their their people they 'll outbreed us about eight to one, uh, and pretty soon you have huge enclaves, and then they take over your area and uh, absolutely would I would stop Muslim immigration today if I was in charge. Okay, let's. we're going to take a break in just a few moments, and I want to
1: invite listeners to join in our conversation. Our talkback line is open. You might like to engage with Senator Fraser Anning, 1-800-316-316, our talkback line, 1-800-316-316. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Uh, Senator, I do want to talk to you about issues of faith. Mm -hmm. because you take a conservative stance on so many different issues. Uh, Some of those issues certainly will strike a chord with listeners uh, listening to our program today. Uh, The way that your conservative approach has been shaped comes back to your own Christian upbringing.
2: Uh, Yeah, I guess that's right. You know, I come from a a Catholic family, a big Catholic family in the bush. Um, I went to a, uh, to a Catholic school. Um, I don't go to church enough, but uh, I, I fight for my, um, Christian values on a daily basis in parliament.
1: It always strikes me as being important to be able to educate children in in their young years. Uh, When it comes to issues of Christian faith, the Catholic system does that effectively. Uh, The independent Christian schools are doing that effectively. Uh, There's another big uh, sector uh, in the state school system that is blocking those sorts of values. Uh, Do you have concerns broadly across the way education is happening in Australia?
2: I have a lot of concerns there, Neil. Yes, um, the it seems that uh, we have a, a socialist agenda to destroy our, our families, to tear our families apart. Um, we've got these things called, or the, this new one called, safe schools. And uh, if anyone, uh, if their kids are going to a place that has that, it's uh, I'd strongly advise they have a look at that curriculum. It's a disaster. It, it's some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. Uh, it's sexualizing kids at five and six and seven. It's, uh, you know, their books the gender fairy and all this telling kids that they, they may not be a boy or they may not be a girl. And then as they get older, the, the stuff that I saw at the uh, NCC not long back, is straight pornography. It, it's it's shocking stuff, and uh, it's it should never be shown to our kids at that that age. they they're, Um, it's way too early for them, and this is all part of this agenda to uh to to tell kids that uh, the state can probably bring you up better than your mum and dad can, and that's wrong.
0: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective, 2020 on Vision.
1: Controversial Senator Fraser Anning is our guest this hour and our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. We'll take some calls in just a few moments... Uh, but let me ask you, Fraser, just quickly before we take calls from listeners, and I want to give listeners opportunity today to be able to engage with you on some of these very controversial issues we've been talking about, but Facebook has removed your page. Uh, they call it hate speech. Uh, you've had a little bit of a reaction to that because you don't want to be silenced. What are your thoughts about Facebook?
2: Yeah, well, that's uh, that was a, a pretty uh, bad thing to do. It's, uh, you know, it's... Uh uh, contrary to our uh, constitutional rights, you know, we, we all have the right of freedom of speech, or we used to before 18C came along and a few other things, but um, uh, they've put me back on again now. Um, they said that uh, my talking about the plebiscite and uh, not having uh, any further Muslim immigration and a few other things like that, they said were uh, not compatible with their social uh, values. However, uh, there was another person on there, a fellow called Jamia, uh, an African uh, person who said, uh, please kill white people only. Uh, There was a complaint about that, and they they researched at Facebook, and they said that was compatible with their – Their social values. So I'm just not sure what their values are. But anything that's sort of conservative on on Facebook, uh, you know, it's it's not uh, compatible with their values.
1: You've had a dig at Mark Zuckerberg, saying here you've got foreign uh, people who are telling Australians what they can hear and what they can't hear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your criticism stands of him?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, the guy. uh, You know, he's uh, he's so far left it's not funny and. I suppose when you're a billionaire, you can afford to be uh, you know, a socialist, but uh, the rest of us have to work for a living and um, pay our taxes. Uh, so, uh, yes, having Zuckerberg dictating to us is no better than having the United Nations dictate to us who are, who are behind half the, the problems we have now. We're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Kai
1: in Western Australia. Kai, welcome along. What are your thoughts? Yeah.
0: You all my on the radio, about oh, yeah. uh, the yeah. You know, um, the, the Muslims
1: coming to, in the, uh, Kai, the line is just not good enough to be able to hear. Uh, I'm not sure whether you can call us back, but we won't be able to hear from you today. Let's call. Uh, let's take a call from Jonathan in WA. Jonathan, welcome along. Yes, hello. Jonathan, what are your thoughts today? yes uh you know the it's hard to say that uh what we're looking
0: at is uh look at the Islamic schools that be built in Australia or over the, one of the things that they can do when they gain ground in the country they settle for good to destroy, so is it stopping the people not coming they already have ground so I think what we should do is not in australia is try to to really let the gospel be preached to these people in
1: Australia. Uh, because they are. Uh, Jonathan, I can gone. hear you saying, uh, yes, they should come. I think that's what you're inferring here. Uh, as a Christian, uh, there's a sense in which uh, they can be exposed to Christian ideas and the gospel. Uh, your thoughts, I'm not sure what you could hear from Jonathan there, Fraser. Any further to add?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a little bit hard to understand you, Jonathan. If you're saying that you think they should be coming, and that's the Christian way of doing things, that uh, I'm happy for you to have that opinion. It's just not my opinion. I think uh, that uh, any any uh, culture that is happy to slaughter um, Christians or Jews, I'm not happy to have here. And. Uh, Uh, We've seen what they've done in other countries. uh, I I don't think that they're compatible with our way of life uh, and I'd like to uh, stop all Muslim immigration. Thanks so much to
1: Jonathan from WA. Our talkback line is open, 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to contribute to our conversation today, let's take a call from Grace on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Grace. Welcome along. Grace, are you with us? Uh, Grace has dropped out. Grace, you might like to call us on 1-800-316-316. You can also leave a note or a question on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Let me ask you about the Wentworth by-election, Senator. Senator. Because the 20th of October, that's not tomorrow, but next Saturday, uh, the Catter's candidate for the Wentworth by-election was disendorsed. And uh, the allegations there that he was a former director of a company associated with a brothel. Uh, your thoughts on his disendorsement?
2: Yeah, okay, Neil. Um, yeah, Rob's a nice guy. I've met him down there. Um, he's a, a good family man, the hard worker, and uh, he's an accountant. And one of his accounts uh, was a, a, a Sydney company called Sydney Catering, or I think it was, and one of their subsidiaries was a legal brothel um, When when you because know, we're against those sort of things, obviously. When Bob found out about it, uh, he disendorsed him. Now, I think that may have been a bit premature. Um, that company that when he took it over as their account uh, accountant, um, they hadn't paid taxes in 12 or 15 years, uh, um, Rob got them back on the straight and narrow. They're now paying over a million dollars every year in tax. So uh, it was a, its a legal business. It's not an illegal business. Um, probably not a business we want to be associated with. But I think that uh, you know Rob was at arm's length. So uh, I probably you know wouldn't have disendorsed him. By the way, he's not a director of that company anymore. He would resigned his directorship. Um, but still, you know, I think uh, it may have been a bit premature. He's a good guy and I don't think he was there. He definitely wasn't uh, pimping or any of those sort of things that are associated with, uh, with a brothel.
1: Okay, but you don't have a candidate now for the Wentworth by-election and no doubt for a minor party like the Catters party, uh, you're going to miss a, a little bit of profile.
2: Uh yeah well he'll on the election paper it'll still say KAP because even though he's independent now I wouldn't I wouldn't uh rule out having uh Rob back in the in the party again at a different time because he's a very good guy he's a hard worker and uh, as I said good family man
1: Let's take another call Bill is on the line from Wellington hello Bill welcome along Hello Bill what are your thoughts
2: I uh, wholeheartedly endorse everything he says and stands for. Um, anything good and decent just seems to be uh, under attack these days, and
0: uh, especially anyone who puts himself out there, um, cop it, don't they? Um, uh, we, as Christians, we
2: need to stand up more in the public place and uh, and uh, support people like the senator.
1: Bill, good thoughts. Uh, Senator Anning, for Bill, what are your uh, response for him?
2: Yeah, thanks for that, Bill, and uh, I agree with you. We all have to stand up. uh, (coughs) We've been bashed down by this political correctness for too long. Um, Australians, uh, good men fought and died for our right, to say what we want to say and what we believe but uh, so many of us get scared of uh, you know our neighbours and our friends howling us down and uh, the left wing are very, very good at that the Antifa and all these sort of people, they'll scream and yell when I go to um, a, an abortion rally a, few, a month or so ago, right to Life Rally and all these uh, people with their uh, placards and their screaming in your face and, and usually with their faces covered um like cowards uh, you know so it is it's it's uh it's very confronting for for us sort of normal people who just go about your your daily life and do your work to go to those things and and the idea is that these people are trying to frighten us away and and put us back in our homes so we don't come to these things and speak out for the rights of, uh, for the unborn and uh, and and for everyone else, you know, and uh, good conservative values, Christian values, uh, we seem to be the enemy, you know, so uh, I think it is time that uh, we all stand up and uh, uh, we owe it to the people who died for our right to do it. Thank you so much to
1: Bill from Wellington. Uh, not too long out from news, let's take another quick call. Wayne is at Narunga Downs. Hello, Wayne. No Noralunga. R- okay. Ruranga, Noralunga. Okay. <laughs> Noralunga. Uh, so okay. And that's. An N. That's an N for Nelly. Okay. All right. R A L U N G. All right, Wayne. We haven't got time, but what is your thought for uh, the Senator? My thought for the Senator is uh, get it together. Get him together. Get everything together. All right. Okay, thanks okay. for that, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne, yep, yeah, so get it together, uh Senator Anning. Uh,
2: uh I'll work uh, on that. Uh Wayne, thanks for that. Uh, uh, Wayne uh Nora
1: Lunger. Lord for
2: Christ. Say say that again.
1: Wayne, thank you so much for your call. We're going to continue our talkback conversation after Vision National News. Before we take another call, Senator, let me ask you about a move from the Labor Party where labor senator Kimberly Kitching is moving to create a bipartisan parliamentary group that will defend Judeo-Christian and Western liberal democratic values uh, is this a good thing or is this a smokescreen uh, what are your thoughts on that development
2: well um neil i think uh, it's a great thing to to uh, uphold our, our Christian Judeo-Christian values um However, uh, and and I applaud uh, Kimberly for doing that. Um, Some of the, it may be a little bit uh, hypocritical as uh, uh, those same people uh, or a lot of them, uh, you know, voted against some of my motions regarding uh, uh, you know, the sanctity of life and uh, and, uh, also the uh, funding of the Palestinian Authority where people are are slaughtering people and being paid for it. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. I think uh, I've been talking about it since I've been there and um, I'm glad that other people are, are uh, keeping up with that, uh, that sort of, uh, you know, that, that way of thinking is, uh, is very refreshing. All right. Uh,
1: let's continue to take some calls. 1-800-316-316 as our talkback line is open. Let's hear from Anna in Eagleby in Queensland. Hello, Anna. Welcome along. Hello. Anna, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I just wanted to know how can we support the
1: senator?
2: Okay, Senator Anning. Uh, well, uh, thanks, Anna. I'm um, I'm with KAP. That's cat's uh, Australia Party, uh, and you know we're a, a Christian conservative uh, party. Um, we uh, fight hard for uh, Christian values both in state parliament. We have three members in state parliament and uh, two in federal parliament, myself and Bob in federal parliament. Uh, we continually fight for, uh, you know, the things that uh, that I stand for, you know, the uh, the sanctity of the unborn and, the, you know, the euthanasia bill. And, the, uh, you know, there's 12 of us in uh, the Senate who voted against the same-sex marriage bill. Um, there's only a couple in the lower house. Bob was one of them, Bob Catter. So uh, I guess we're, we're the front line of defence um, against this, uh, this attack on, the family, on family values uh, that is coming from the socialists. So um, you know, join the Cata Party. We'd love to have you. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much, Anna Maria in Eagleby. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Michael in Mittagong in New South Wales. Hello, Michael. Welcome along. Michael, are you with us? Uh, Michael, you might like to call us back, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Bruce in the South Burnett in Queensland. Hello, Bruce. Hi, how are you? Very well, Bruce. What are your thoughts? Uh, A question for the Senator. Um, He got well and truly castigated for using the uh, the term final solution. And uh, I know this is relating to Queensland, not necessarily a federal issue, but uh, what the current... Queensland government is proposing in terms of abortion legislation mm. isn't yep. that an extremely finan- uh, final solution that uh, they're offering to an awful lot of unborn Queensland children and uh, I do notice too that the CATA party uh, representatives in Queensland spoke openly against it and are voting as a block against it. Both the major parties have got what they're calling a conscience vote I'm not sure what that is Uh, Bruce good thoughts there let's get a response uh, from the Senator
2: yeah thanks Bruce uh, and good to talk to you but um, I agree uh, this abortion bill is, is a disaster if this goes through Uh, They're saying 22 weeks, um, but it's actually uh, they can be terminated at full term uh, with one doctor and another doctor who doesn't even have to see the patient uh, or the lady um, signing off on it. So this is nothing short of state-sanctioned murder. Um, A a baby at 22 weeks in this state, as from uh, what I've uh, read, is will have a if it's stillborn, will have a birth certificate, a death certificate, and a funeral. So the state agrees that this is a living human being and for them to vote to murder these, these, the most vulnerable section of our community who have not got a voice for themselves, they don't have a voice, uh, anyone who votes for this bill uh, needs to be named and shamed and if, if they represent any of you out there I would never vote for people like this again and, and unfortunately I think it looks like it may get up and it's a, that is a tragedy.
1: Bruce from South Burnett, thanks for your call. Let me reflect a couple of thoughts that have come through on our Facebook page. Anderson in Mount Barker says... I heard an interview with a Greens Party member on the ABC who also used the term final solution. Uh, where was the outcry for that? You did mention that it's been used numerous times in the Parliament. Kate on Facebook says, thank you, Fraser, for your truth telling. I had a conversation just this morning with an Australian or oh, sorry Austrian woman I think that is unless I'm looking at something that might be a typo uh who's just returned home from a visit uh, she's devastated with what's happening in her country because of the immigration I encouraged her to please speak up for Australia now because too many people do not believe uh, do not believe they'll take over uh, there's uh, an alignment there uh, with you your thoughts for either of those responses on Facebook
2: well i uh, i agree with the lady that uh, they go back to the european countries where this uh, wholesale uh, immigration of muslim immigration has completely changed their societies and uh, it's not the same country anymore i was i was in an airplane with a uh, an english person the other day and he says uh it's scary to walk around uh, parts of london now and uh, that's that was never the case so uh we don't need to replicate those mistakes here we've got to stop it now as far as i'm concerned but what i ask for is a plebiscite so the australian people can have a vote on who comes here. They're, if We had one for the same-sex marriage. Why can't we have one for Muslim immigration?
1: Okay, let's take another call. Let's hear from Meriden in Seduna. Uh, Meriden, welcome along. Oh, hello. Um, I'm ringing up from um, Seduna, speaking from Seduna. I've been listening to the program. What are your thoughts then, Meriden? My thoughts is so I've been watching the news. Um, I watched the documentary the other day um, and it was about Muslims and refugees, and I, I just can't understand that they let in ten thousand Muslims or refugees in our country every twenty eight days. Okay. And um, all right. Um, so your, your concern is about the numbers. Uh, let's get a numbers, response from yes. Senator Anning, is Senator?
2: Uh, yeah, hi, Meriden. Um, yeah, it is uh, concerning that. Uh, where, and these people that you call, they're not refugees actually, they're, they're economic uh, immigrants or illegal uh, immigrants who are coming here mainly for our welfare system. Um, a refugee uh, takes refuge wherever they are not going to be persecuted and usually that's the country next to the country they leave. However, these people, some of them have come across 22 different countries, uh, half of which are Muslim countries, just to arrive here in Australia. So I wouldn't call them a refugee if they're only coming here for financial gain. So uh, we have South African, white South African farmers who are being slaughtered on a daily basis simply because they're white, and uh, we haven't been able to get... um, Immigration visas for those people emergency visas i 've been calling for it and uh, and Peter Dutton has as well, so we 're working hard to try and get those sort of people here and they are real refugees because they 're being slaughtered uh, These people that you that we, you and I are talking about. Uh, not refugees at all, they're illegal immigrants.
1: Meriden, thank you so much for your call. Our talkback line remains open, 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation, engage with Senator Fraser Anning couple of more thoughts from our Facebook where Peter from Karratha in the uh, north of WA says, thank you for what the Senator is doing and standing up for what is right. Min Rose says, I think there's been a major overreaction on the word's final solution talk about far-reaching. I have heard and used those terms in my job. Does that make me a racist? Oh, and by the way, Islam is not a race. Now, it's an important point that she is making. Uh, Islam is not a race, uh, and yet
2: racism
1: is the accusation as soon as you talk about it.
2: Absolutely. Uh, most people make that mistake uh, that they, they think Islam's a race, but it's not. Um, you know, it's they're, uh, it's an ideology, and and I would say an ideology of hate, since I've read the book a fair few times, and uh, it does call for for some pretty drastic things to happen to us, uh, the infidels, you know, and uh, like uh, Surah eight twelve that says um, terrorise and behead those who would uh, listen to scriptures other than the Quran and that includes me. Uh, the trouble with it
1: senator is that when you start to quote those sorts of verses from the Quran uh, you are instantly accused of hate speech mm-hmm. uh, and even the idea of inciting violence mm-hmm. uh, and uh, of course you know we want to draw a line under the idea of inciting violence but uh, but as a senator you can get away with a lot more than what some people uh, will want to get away with and uh, no doubt they'll be you know striking a chord with uh, some of those things but uh, there is a certain level at which you must draw a line uh, is there a level for you
2: yeah I've never uh, I'd never incite violence against anyone uh, however that book I'm talking about the Quran does incite violence uh, against infidels uh, the way I've read it and uh, I've read it a few times but uh, uh, that's the last thing we need in this place but we have seen that violence Neil haven't we we've uh, we've got big diversity bollards at uh, malls in the city you know that uh, to st- try and stop people driving over us in cars like they did in Burke Street. Um, they they do perpetrate violence. We saw 3,000 people die in the Twin Towers. Uh, that's pretty violent. So uh, there's no hesitation on their part uh, being violent with, uh, with uh, the Jewish people or the Christian people or anyone else uh, who aren't. Uh, uh, Muslims. So um, you know, I, I don't. Inc- I would never incite violence, but uh, I think uh, eventually we're going to have to use our brains and protect ourselves. Taking calls one eight hundred three sixteen
1: three sixteen. Let's hear from Emma in Port Ferry in Victoria. Emma, welcome along. What are your thoughts? Well, um, my thoughts is for ab- abortion, right? Yeah. I feel sorry for the child who's going to come in the world right that's number 1 and and number 2 the child wasn't asked to be put there and number 3 people out in in uh the australia is having problems getting pregnant and people's
0: having abortion and they kill it and mm. that's not right
1: Emma, you're reflecting a significant view and given that there's a march on in Brisbane tomorrow, Uh, which is a pro-life march ahead of the Queensland Parliament uh, deliberating on this as early as next Wednesday, next Tuesday, I think it is, uh, this abortion issue. Uh, A quick comment uh, for Emma here and uh, perhaps uh, your thoughts on what is about to happen in Queensland, uh, aligning with some of the southern states like Victoria and Tasmania uh, with very, very severe abortion laws.
2: Yeah, hi, Emma. I agree with you. It's uh, this is a, a terrible law if it gets up. Um, the last thing we need in Australia is uh, you know a culture of uh, slaughtering babies uh, just because. Um, uh, and they can do this on social grounds, by the way. So if if you didn't want a daughter, then uh, you know we'll we'll just uh, have this abortion, or uh, perhaps your the boyfriend's uh, left and you're left with a the, they're left with a the baby. There are other alternatives, and uh, when we try and uh, do something about that when we want to uh, have people outside these uh clinics to try and convince some of these young women not to uh to murder their baby. Um, we find that uh, we 're now being told we can 't come within one hundred and fifty meters, which is uh, an attack on freedom of speech again now in rallies where we have uh right to life rallies, the antifa can come well and truly within hundred and fifty feet of us uh, one hundred and fifty meters of us and and a hurl abuse at us for trying to protect the uh, unborn so uh if these people uh vote for this uh in queensland uh, I'm appalled at that, and they, they need to be named and shamed. okay,
1: thank you so much uh, to Emma. Let's take another call. We'll get as many many calls as we can. Gabby is in Western Australia. Gabby, what are your thoughts?
0: Yes good morning uh, Senator. Mm-hmm. Senator. look, I'm actually uh, a Christian from the Middle East,
2: and you know Christians do come from the Middle East,
0: including Jesus. Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, we, we have uh, relatives over there in Syria and Lebanon that have actually become refugees. And it seems very difficult for a Christian to apply for asylum to Australia. Extremely difficult. We've had uh, a couple of relatives either kidnapped or taken hostage. That's one point. The other point is about abortion. In Australia, we seem to be
0: killing 100,000 babies a year and we're having to replace them by migrant labour. For the same amount for you just uh, says, sorry, Gabby sorry. you're
1: making some good points there but I'll mm. I'll uh, ask the Senator to, to address the first point you were making there because uh, as you say uh, <coughs> Christian relatives in the Middle East Tony Abbott uh, put his head above, uh, above the parapet and uh, got shot down when he said uh, we should prefer Christian refugees to Muslim refugees Senator Anning no doubt you've got an opinion on that idea
2: yeah Gabby um uh, I couldn't agree more that uh, we've seen that that uh, the people who are being persecuted the, the Christians and the and the Jewish people in those in the Middle Eastern countries find it extremely difficult to get uh visas to come here uh refugee status uh however you know the Muslims the people who are per- persecuting them uh, and I don't mean each one of those people but the the uh, culture that persecutes them have no difficulty getting uh visas to the country. So it makes you wonder why they're they're leaning that way and uh, again the, the, with the white South African farmers, they very difficult to get them uh, uh, away from the people who are persecuting them, uh, but uh, the the Muslims are no problem at all getting them a visa.
1: Thank you so much to Gabby. Let's take another call in just a few moments. A Facebook comment from Perth who says Isn't it too late to ban Muslim immigration as there's already a flood of Muslims here now? Uh, Is this the case? And uh, is the door already flung too widely open? Are there too many Muslims in Australia? Uh, You're... Uh,
2: uh, Yep. See, I'd I'd, uh, I'd agree, but uh, there's not much we can do right now about that except uh For these people who commit uh crimes while they're here on uh coming in as refugees as uh, pr- uh fake refugees if you like uh then I would uh cancel their uh visa. Put them on a plane with their family and send them back to where they came from because, uh, we don't need people to come over here and, uh, destroy the w- our way of life. But, uh, it's never, I mean, we have to shut the door now. Otherwise, you know, it, it's going to become too late because, uh, as I said, they they, um, they, they'll outbreed us about six or seven to one. So it doesn't take long before they take over whole suburbs. We see white flight, they call it, um, where people just leave the suburb because they don't want to be there anymore uh, because it's not the same uh, uh, suburb that they, they were brought up in. So it's, it's not too late. Uh, I, I'd uh, call for shutting the gate, but i I call for the uh, plebiscite so the Australian people can have a vote on that. And, uh, look, I'll go with the umpire's decision. You know, if if Australia thinks that we will be better off with more Muslims in the country, then uh, that's, that's for the Australian people to decide.
1: I'm going to put a line under any more calls. Uh, just a few minutes remaining in our conversation. I want to come back to some of the core values uh, we haven't even gotten into. Uh, Pauline Hanson and asking you why you dumped Pauline Hanson and uh, chose to join the Catter's Party. (coughs) And uh, we might have to wait for another day to hear uh, an explanation about that. But the core values of the Catter's Party clearly uh, aligns with your values, Senator. The Mm -hmm. second core value... Uh, that Catter's Party uh, talks about is Australia being founded and thrived on Christian values. Uh, is this something that uh, that other members of the Catter's Party will uh, certainly ascribe to as their own core value
2: as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, all the party members now are all uh, you know, good Christians, and uh, and we all believe in the same thing. Uh, you know, with the when you asked me about Pauline, one of the reasons is that on same sex marriage, she uh, abstained on uh, the euthanasia, she co signed the bill for euthanasia, and on uh, the rights to the unborn, uh, again, uh, abstained. So, uh, you know, one of the reasons part of the reason was she'd lost her, her Christian values, as far as I could see. It, it, you know, she wasn't the same as. When I first joined the party, but um, the Qatar party are all uh, very, uh, you know, believe in the uh, a Christian way of life and anyone else who we take on as um, candidates and we will we'll have candidates in every seat uh, for Queensland and uh, for the next federal election will all be uh, of the same opinion.
1: Uh, One last uh, very controversial thing. Uh, There is a core value or it's a policy uh, within the Catters Party about every home uh, being uh, or every homeowner being uh, uh, allowed to have a gun. Uh, guns policy. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people listening to us in rural parts of Australia recognise the value of uh, having uh, firearms in their possession. A lot of people in the city have worries with that. Uh, quick uh, a thought from you on uh, on gun ownership.
2: Well, I'm a, I'm a shooter, uh, Neil. I've been a shooter all my life. Um, coming from a cattle station, uh, we had to get rid of feral animals and uh, then I was in the army and and i still compete with a handgun now um so uh, i guns don't kill people people kill people um, i think uh, the the you know disarming australia was a madness um, but uh you know other people have different views on that but uh, i think that everyone should have the right to protect themselves we had uh 24,957 women who were uh, sexually assaulted last year, I call for them to be able to have something to protect themselves, you know, um, if it was me I'd happily let them have a gun, but you know, a can of mace or a can of uh, pepper spray or a taser uh, we may have had, you know 30% of those women may not have had to go through that uh, terrible experience Uh, you know, got howled down by the Greens and and Labor in in Parliament over that, I don't know why they uh, would not want to agree with it, but I don't know anyone who would want his wife or his mother or his sister or his daughter uh, not to have some sort of defence if they're leaving work at two in the morning like some nurses do or hospitality workers, some way to protect themselves. I think you'll divide a lot of Australians and
1: even a lot of listeners to this conversation today with the guns policy uh, where you may be seen to be encouraging the possibility of mass shootings uh, which is always the consideration when you talk about uh, firearms. Uh, you are a divisive politician Fraser Anning and I do thank you so much for uh, taking a little time to come and talk about uh, what it is that shapes your own character. Thank you for letting us in on some of the shaping that has happened in your own life as a Christian man. And uh, a lot of our listeners no doubt will uh, really uh, understand a little more deeply where you're coming from and perhaps uh, a little more about Catter's party and the policies and how they might align with Christian values. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today
2: on 2020.